Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Get out then. Get up the yard. It's the strawberry alarm clock. It's FM04. Ten past seven now. Get up the yard. Get up the yard, you. So, uh, looking at everything. Looking at everything. Let's have a look. So, um, fat shrinks your brain. Big belly, small mind, they're saying. That's one of the headlines, anyway. Big belly, small mind. Tubby people with beer bellies and muffin tops have smaller brains and risk getting dementia, a new study suggests. So, well, he knew it wasn't good for you. And there's another thing now to add to the list. Extra body fat, especially around the waist, may be linked to brain shrinkage. So, well... I'm trying to think of overweight people that are very intelligent that we'd know of. Well, Stephen Fry has a big belly. He does. He was also on that ITV, ITL moving thing last night. Of course he would be, yeah. Uh, He kind of still looks the same, just a little bit younger, obviously. Now, mysterious repeating energy bursts from deep space that some experts have suggested could be evidence of advanced aliens have detected for only the second time. So, it happened once before, a while ago, but fast radio bursts are a millisecond long, flashes of radio waves whose origin is unknown. Most scientists believe FRBs are generated by powerful astrophysical phenomena such as black holes or super-dense neutron stars, but a few have suggested... It could be something out there. We better get Tara Breen on the phone to explain this. Professor Avid Loeb of the Harvard-Smithsonian Centre for Astrophysics, right? So this guy is no Egypt, argues there could be evidence of incredibly advanced alien technology. It could be. They don't know what it is. How can they be sure? And if that thing is true where it's taken millions of years for the sound to reach us, then they may be gone. They may be gone or they may be uh, even more technologically advanced now. True. A group of real-life Indiana Joneses believe they may have solved one of the mysteries of the Lost Ark of the Covenant. Like, this is all your movies getting wrapped up here. The aliens have, are, are making signals and they found the Ark. E.T., 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 E.T. Professor Israel Finkenstein, is not a great name, of Tel Aviv University is leading an archaeological dig uh, in Kiryat near Jerusalem and he believes it's where the Ark was kept for 20 years now the, uh, they found that they reckon they found where the Ark was kept but the Ark's gone where? was there no sign of it? it's good yeah it's good it's not bad anyway so it's the, the tablets listing the Ten Commandments was built by the Israelites when they conquered the Holy Land and then they handed it back when they got the plague and the famine they said oh here look you can have that back oh Archaeologists are now almost certain the town of Kiryat Yerim is the same place that fits the detailed description in Joshua. Uh, and historians, this is like we're talking, you know, sixth uh, century BC. They said it was ten miles south of Jerusalem. Anyway, they found it, but the ark is gone. They don't know where that is. We mentioned earlier on, but uh, the most expl- expensive split ever 
140 billion euro divorce. It will cost Amazon boss Bezos a packet. Now they're they're he's splitting up with his missus. Selig's on reasonably good terms. They got four kids from 13 upwards they're together 25 years they said if they knew were going to separate 25 years into it they'd do it all over again they've had a anyway. wonderful marriage yeah um, before he met her he took ballroom dancing lessons to boost his women flow so he might have had more chance of dating women uh, she helped at the start of Amazon she was their accountant for a while wow she let him try and set it all up which was a book retailer really first and foremost back then and uh, yeah sounds like she was very supportive and well it sounds like a, a sort of very amicable divorce that they're not at each other it seems like they're happy enough he makes 2,160 euro a second they send 608 million Amazon parcels every year and his net worth, the net worth of Amazon last year was 852 billion. He overtook Bill Gates as the world's wealthiest man last year. He has five gaffes worth 103 million. Five is kind of modest, isn't it? Five, yeah, but like they're not just, uh, I'd say they're I'd sprawling. Imagine, yeah, I'd imagine. 103 million, he must have bought them in Dublin. Um, they actually reckon his divorce could hurt the share price of Amazon. Oh. Phoenix Park cull has been blasted. Uh, animal rights campaigners are, have slammed the killing of 34 deer in the Phoenix Park. The animals were shot dead yesterday during an annual cull under orders ah, by the Office of Public Works. I only went out to see them there Christmas Eve. Yeah. The carcasses are due to be sold to a meat supplier for an estimated €3,200 after previous animals were flogged off for €96 Euro each. Right. The uh, Alliance of Animal Rights have accused the government of farming deer to make money. Could they not well, move three them? Three grand is not an awful lot of money. Like they were hardly doing it for those reasons. Exactly. Yeah. Could they not move them to somewhere else? In the I was going to say, is there somewhere else that could take them? Maybe there isn't. Maybe they, they'd be too used to the habitat of the Phoenix Park. I don't know. But well, usually when they do culls, it's to to do with numbers, and if they if they get out of control, Stop it's disease. hard to ma- manage them. Yeah. So it's it seems seems very sad to do that. Doesn't yeah. It? it does. It does. It's a tough job the Rangers have. Have you ever watched that? Um, Phoenix Park thing they did an RT where like they went with them for about eight weeks and between having to look after deer who've injured themselves and people in tents in the Phoenix Park they've like they're trying to be you know they've got to be very sensitive to some situations and then others get out yeah and like you'd be busy being a park ranger at Phoenix Park Um. anyway it's 7.16 on FM 104 it is uh, it's Thursday in case you're wondering I can't believe this song is as old as it is now. Like, it was just mad. Sitting on the end of the bed, watching it going over and over and over. This is the video, not me. Oh, yeah. Great video. <laughs> and a great of, song. He was kind of floating in it at some points, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. So, we only mentioned it yesterday, but there's been more details emerging from Picard, which will be directly linked to 2009's Star Trek, right? So this is uh, Alex Kurtzman, Kurtzman, if you're a big Star trek fan. Uh, he wrote 2009 Star Trek and was involved in the uh, as-yet-untitled Picard series. So Jean-Luc Picard was the main man in Star Trek The Next Generation, and he's back for his own series for the first time since its announcement. Plot details surrounding the uh, series... Picard. I don't think it's going to be called Picard. This was kind of what they're calling it. Picard! 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 
So, he reveals there's a direct link between Picard the series and 2009 Star Trek. Picard's life was radically altered by the uh, dissolution of the Romulan Empire. And uh, there's going to be all the, the villains that were in the next generation and the movies that followed that. They're all going to be kind of referencing back to that. I presume they'll have the Borg and all that stuff. You'd have to have the Borg. Space. Resistance is the futile. final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. And they're still waiting. They're still waiting. It's coming, but and like good news for uh, Trekkies, also good news. Good news for West Wing fans because Aaron Sorkin is gearing up to do a reboot. It's coming back. Um, this is according to Richard Schiff, who played a big character in the West Wing, the original cast. He said Aaron Sorkin is working on it, and uh, they're going to do it soon. Uh, there'll be a new administration. Uh, I don't know if there'll be any of the original cast in this new version, but it's coming back as well, which was brilliant. And again, I completely missed the boat on that. It's on Sky Atlantic every day. Oh man, it's so good. But again, why mess with it? Like, it hasn't been long enough, I think, since that version. Well, this is a bit. Uh, it's been a bit nearly 20 Similar years. Similar to The Sopranos, yeah. But you'd be annoyed if you heard someone was rebooting that as well. Well, I think they're bringing it back to sort of reflect today's politicians. All right. Because there was There's enough real life for there that. Was, there was no Trump <laughs> in the West Some Wing. Some guy sitting in the Jacks tweeting. That actually happens now. God, they had a great president back in the West Wing. A great president. He even had a funny way of putting his jacket on. <laughs> RV Weinstein is scheduled to stand trial on sexual assault charges on the 6th of May. It's been a long time coming, this uh, trial, hasn't it? He's facing five criminal counts of sexual assault, which he's denied. Um, he's going to appear in the pre-trial hearing in March, which will be, I'd say, covered massively, won't it? Absolutely, yeah. Fern Cotton says she's no regrets over leaving Celebrity Juice after 10 years on the show. The moment two shock fans last month when she revealed she'd quit the panel show hosted by Keith Lemon and she explained to Lorraine why she thought it was the right thing to do. You know, I That's kind of true. left on a bit you of a did. high you and did. wanted to try something new, have a new adventure. So it's very much with that sort of feeling yes. attached to it. But I'll, I'll miss everyone massively. Fern, I love you, but I had to unfollow you on Instagram. Sorry. So many, so many, so, so many photographs I can see up against her hall wall. Some new clothes with a Oh, handbag. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, is there anything else? And a mother and daughter will be double dating for the first time ever on tonight's return of First Dates Ireland. The mum and daughter are dating... The same guy? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, they, they, they both have... They'll be on a double date. You understand oh, okay. what a double date is, yeah, do you? Yeah, I was like, That's Jesus, a different kind kettle of, of fish. They've kind a, of upscaled it. That's a different show. Right. No, the the mum will be going out with somebody her own vintage. Welcome to First Dates Ireland. She'll be going out with Donnie from County Wexford. She and the daughter will be going out with supermarket manager Keen, who's twenty three. She's from County Wicklow, and uh, we'll see how they get on on a double date. But it'd be a bit strange being on a date with your ma. In this series, you can date the mother and the daughter. What happens <laughs> afterwards is up to you. Okay. Well, we'll uh, that's on tonight. Probably ten o'clock, is it? I don't know. 9.30. Are we going to start there, Head? We are indeed, Head. This is uh, some Strawberry Alarm Clock messages. This 
Valentine's Day, give your other half what he, she, it really wants. If they're honest with you, they'll most likely tell you to shut your mouth and listen for a change. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You come home every evening bitching about Barbara and sales for stinking up the office when she's microwaved some kippers in that dingy kitchenette or the fact you hate sitting in traffic for an hour or some other trivial crap everyone else has to put up with too. You're so wrapped up in your own shit, you barely take the time to check if your partner still has a pulse. Stop f***ing whinging and be grateful somebody has even bothered to be in your annoying company for more than two minutes. This Valentine's Day, shut your mouth and listen. Become the change your other half wants to see in the world. Shh, I love you. Hey, I'm home. Hey, how are you? How was your day? Whew, it was pretty busy, actually. Fancy some dinner? Yeah, what are we having? Chicken and broccoli. Right. Any potatoes with that? Sure. I'm just going to go into the living room just for a minute, okay? No, no problem. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> nothing's happening. It will. Something's going to happen soon. I just know it. In the sitting room? Yeah. Have you noticed those curtains are different? Mm, they are a little bit different, aren't they? No, it's just a different time of day. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so silly. Do you know where the remote control is? I don't think I do. I don't think we oh, need too right. much Sorry, right. I found it. I found it. Here Thank it goodness for that. Yeah. What are you going to watch? I think I'm going to read my paper first. Oh, brilliant. I like papers too. Have you started the dinner yet? No, I haven't. Well, listen, I have an idea, okay? Yeah? What if we didn't have dinner at home and we went over across the road to the... The Hungry Pig, I think it's called, and have a burger there. And then afterwards, I'll buy you a drink in McCoy's, the pub on the corner. That sounds great, but we were there yesterday. Yeah, let's go there every night for the rest of our lives. Fantastic. The new family in Fair City, Mr and Mrs Filler. All this season on Morty. Barney! Yes, Daddy? We're thinking of going across the road to have a burger. Do you want to come? Yippee! Go wash your hands. Wait till they see our talking dog. Ever find the water runs out of your sink? You can't dip the breadboard under the water because there's no water in your sink. Well, you might need the sink plug. Sink plug. Sink plug. Sink plug. The cool new kitchen hack for people who use their sink. Simply measure your hole. Find a sink plug that fits it perfectly. Stick your sink plug into the sink hole and enjoy sinks full of water while you're doing your dishes now. If you purchase one of our sink plugs this month, you'll receive a complimentary chain so you don't lose it. Sink plugs, made by the Dublin Sink Company. Sink plugs, Sink plugs. Stick them in your hole. Sink plugs. I tell you what, though, Nobby, I was what? watching I, I, one of my favourite shows, comedies of all time, yeah. is uh, Early Doors, and it was on TV. Okay. It was on, like, with Dave or Gold, one of those, and I got sucked in. I was just like, love it. I just love it. You know when you love a show and you love all the characters? It brings you back. It's like listening to an old song. You're just back right there. Oh, I love it. And Father Ted is that for me so it's a pub yeah of course yeah. there's a pub and it's run by a guy and uh, 
his daughter is, is in it and her boyfriend there's a big build up to her boyfriend coming to visit right and they're all it's funny and I forgot who the boyfriend was in series one he's a different boyfriend in series two series one in he walks fresh faced like a daisy James McAvoy one of <laughs> his first big gigs he was on a BBC2 sitcom called Early Doors and there he is he's only a young fella and he's, he's really good in it but you just think wow when they were filming this nobody had any idea he was going to go on and become James, James McAvoy. McAvoy I mean he still was James McAvoy but he wasn't James McAvoy anyway he's uh, in a movie with Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Glass which is uh, kind of harks back to the other one Unbreakable doesn't it yeah I think that's the one yeah I think Crossy's going to catch up with Samuel L. Jackson. He's about to board a flight this morning. And M. Night. I think he's met M. Night a few times, but... Uh, M. Night's great. He did Sixth Sense and Signs and... Hi, I'm Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. He's he the hasn't guy. Met he's him. got to be... And Crossy's meeting Samuel L. Jackson. You'll hear it on the show tomorrow. I saw a Gatso van yesterday. Uh, they were coming towards me in traffic. Moving, which means they can't do you for speeding. They have to be parked. And whatever way the back of the van is pointing generally means they can't do you from the other side as well, so people slow down. But uh, two-thirds of roadside speed cameras in France have been vandalised in a revolt against speed limits that is closely tied to uh, a protest movement. So attacks on the 2,600 euro ground-based cameras began when Macron's government reduced the speed limit. So they're... Not their M50, but their roads, the country roads, but still the main routes, you know, the ones that Ireland would have survived on for years before the EU gave us money. So they've reduced them from 90 kilometres an hour to 80 kilometres an hour. You can't go any faster. Right. In Ireland, they're generally about 100 on some of them. Some are 80. So they love a hell protest in but France. But the French they? drive like mad lads. Well, they do, yeah. So the idea of them passionate. taking down 10 kilometres, uh, it started in November, um... So they're all wearing yellow vests if they're protesting against it. I think you have to have one of them in your car in France anyway at all times. They do, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're going mad. They're actually setting fire to them. They're knocking them over. The French go mad. Like, when they don't want to do something, they really get behind the movement to not do it. They really do. They join, they join forces and they get stuff done. But the, my favourite thing about any kind of French underground gang, I heard about this, this is just unbelievable, right? This is real. There's a gang of French people and nobody knows who they are. And they have the keys for everything in Paris. So between them all, they've all kind of got copies of keys for all the buildings in Paris. So they can get everywhere. And they have underground passageways, right? Wow. And they can go, they go into things and fix them at night. <laughs> Turn like the elves and the shoemaker. So they go into, like, the, there's really old... Uh, clock towers and stuff they get in there at night and fix them and do stuff up and then leave they're not doing any vandalism they're doing the reverse of vandalism yeah well they reckon and this is where it's going to probably hurt the French government these motorists and people setting fire to these speed cameras have cost them one billion oh man in lost fines because two thirds of the speed cameras you can drive as fast as you like in France at the moment in some places because there's no speed cameras are out of action you're not just uh, put a little hat over it or something like uh, <laughs> I think you could take the hat off again very quickly I know but to, to drive around and take all the berets off, cam- off cameras would take ages it would take ages it would be less vandalism way of doing it yeah it would be nice 
But yeah. one, one billion, so they're probably going to sit up and take notice. I mean, it is the same country that gave an illegal immigrant a job as a fireman for scaling a building. So that they, was unreal. They sometimes can be very cool, but, you know. Yeah. 90 to 80. Don't upset the French, whatever you do. <laughs> what would they make of our keys? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, in a few minutes, we'll have F104's Nod Your Noggin. Some good suggestions. And we will have 50% of Westlife. Uh, will it be the best half? Well, we'll let you decide that bit. <laughs> what is the best half of Westlife? <laughs> Pick two. The other two have to go. It'll be a surprise in a few minutes. <laughs> now, it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. So, what have you been doing your research about, first of all? So, we heard this morning that uh, Chris Martin went on honeymoon with Gwyneth Paltrow and her new husband. And it's all, it is all true, like. So, I, I imagine that if she brought the kids with her on the honeymoon to make it into a kind of a family holiday, Chris Martin would have come to look after the kids while she's off doing romantic stuff with the new husband. Is that right? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure if it's even for those practical reasons. So, up until the honeymoon, they've already been, like, Chris will Instagram and some of the, the other people involved, Brad uh, Falchuk is her new husband. He's, like, at the table with him. They're posing in photographs together. It's like as if they're mates. Now, they only got divorced in 2014, so it's not like a million years ago or anything. Now, this definitely happens where people separate and there's yeah, time and, and, they get on, and yeah. there's kids involved. And there's kids involved, yeah, it's easier. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. To move on. And your your former couple, I mean, chances are they will get on because if they have you in common, then you chances are you're attracted to the same person. So they, they naturally, you could end up being mates out of it. I know, I know someone who's been on holidays with his wife and his ex-wife and they all had dinner together and it was a bit unusual, but everyone's getting on grand. Yeah. So uh, she just said we just took our honeymoon in the Maldives. Um, she was on with uh, Kelly and Ryan live yesterday morning. With the had, kids with them? 
with a big family honeymoon over Christmas. There you go. Yeah. Family honeymoons. That's why it's probably invited her man. Everything. So my new husband, his children, my children. Uh, so her new husband has kids from previous relationship. My ex-husband and our best family friends. There you go. It was a very modern honeymoon. It was great with such a good time. Uh, they separated and got divorced in 2014 after 10 years of marriage and uh, she said we just ma- wanted to minimise the pain for the kids they just want to see their parents around the dinner table so we tried to keep that there you go this is um, unusual lots of families do that they go the whole family go on holidays together well, well it's a really look it's, it's great if it can work it's a really modern way of doing things and it's, it sort of turns the idea of divorce being a horrible horrible experience for children on its head Um but it, it is like it is. A, it's a bit mad going away with your new, your former wife on her honeymoon I'd with her husband. It'd say it'd be weirder if somebody did the dirt on each other. You know, yeah, it would have to have ended well. If you ended well and you got on with each other, there's nothing. But wouldn't happens. it make you go like, oh, I remember ten years ago we were on honeymoon and we did this? Like, yeah. It's anyway. Uh, Grown-up stuff there, not Very futuristic way of doing it, yeah. Eamon Holmes and his wife Ruth Langsford do something that Nobby does with his wife. What is it now, Nobby? What is it? They watch TV in separate rooms. Because their viewing habits are so different. So many people do this now. So, you know, if your missus is into the soaps and you're into uh, whatever it is, something else, football or whatever it is. I made a record, the other Dancing on Ice, the UK one. Does she watch that? On the other telly. I said, don't, I don't even want that on the box. <laughs> but on the other one. You have separate boxes now. So, anyway, they say that they have to do it because uh, they just are into different things. Yeah. That's fair enough. Anyway, they see so much of each other. Surely they're sick to the sight of each other after the time they get home. <laughs> you know, you, they come home, they've had their dinner, and it's like, right, look, do you know what? I'm going to go in here for a few minutes. I'll see you on TV tomorrow. Um, it's all good yeah I mean it's, it's, there's so much stuff to watch these days it's going to be hard that everyone wants to watch the same thing I'd imagine when the Grand Tour comes out now in a week or two she'll have no interest in watching that Gordon Ramsay's come under fire following a resurfaced interview on Jay Leno's talk show back from 2010 so this is the new thing now is you go back through the archives and you find, and find stuff said. that in modern day would be considered Offensive, but surely the whole idea of that just proves that someone is from the outset trying to take somebody down when they're doing that. It sounds like it. The interview sees Gordon Ramsay feature as a guest alongside Sofia Vergara on Leno's Tonight Show, and the celebrity chef is being labelled as sexist and inappropriate following the interview. During the appearance, uh, he touches her repeatedly and makes fun of her. In a clip from the interview referring to an earlier segment of the show, Vergara says, "I never scream like that in real life. It was all acting." Ramsay responds, "Only in the bedroom." as he touches her arm. The comment was met with boos from the audience at the time. Later he asked the actress, have you had the whole... I can't even say that. I can't even say that. And he's touching her again. I, presume, I don't know where he's touching her. I presume it's her arm. There's some we have the, audio of this. Here, well, here's, here's what it is. I'm sorry. I never screamed like that in real life, you know. I was all really? acting. Only yes. in the bedroom. <laughs> well... You were so diverse and great yes. fun. And yeah. um, you seem like you're enjoying that. Uh, you had a whole yes. wedge in your mouth at any yes, one time? Yes, yes. I have. You, you haven't. You haven't, you, have, you haven't heard it tastes like <laughs> fudge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit cheeky. It didn't right. go down well in 2010 either, does it? The sounds of that. Doesn't sound like. Do you know what's uh, a great idea? And it's the hotel in Donegal. 
Well and done. It, it offers a digital break. So you go to this hotel and you don't, you sign a little contract with them that you, they can't give you back your phone <laughs> or your tablet until they check out. It's a gadget-free hotel. 300% increase in people wanting to stay there. It's an award-winning hotel as well. Um, guests at the award-winning Shandon Hotel and Spa are given the option of having their smartphones and tablets locked up in a hotel safe and they sign a contract saying they can't ask for them back. Maisie Williams from Game of, Game of Thrones has stayed there with her partner Ollie Jackson. And they've had a digital detox holiday where they actually look at each other, Nobby. Imagine. And they talk to each other. But they like, have a conversation. It's so clever for the hotel to think of this because people definitely go, like it's the same way they go to retreats and they go to places like Monarch. They will go to somewhere that there's no phones. Yeah. People or laptops. What's the Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi? Hello? What's the Wi-Fi code? Uh, 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 break it away. Like, imagine not actually checking emails for four days in a row. I'd say that feels really liberating. It overlooks Marble Hill and the Wild Atlantic Way. It sounds fantastic. Visitors of this part of the North Donegal want to get away from it all, and you uh, really can do that. So What's it called? Uh, it's called the Shandon Hotel and Spa. Live well, rest me package. It's, uh, it's the Rest me package? Real, live well, rest me package. All right, okay. No, not rest me package. <laughs> rest me package. <laughs> um, it's a great that idea. That does sound like a good idea. Because yeah. I was only mentioning it last week, I think, uh, when you were off, there's, there used to be a pub in Dalky, the Queen's, and when mobile phones were starting to come in in a big mm, way, mm. whatever wherever the Queen's, the Queen's pub was, it, was, it wasn't, you couldn't get a signal on it. And it became popular because people could go there and nobody could ring them. So if you wanted to avoid your boss or your or your missus or your fella, whoever mm-hmm. it is that you wanted to just not, if you wanted to go go somewhere and have a chat and nobody ring, go to the Queen's. That's what it was. But now obviously you can get coverage everywhere. But well, if there was a pub that had no TV and you a f- policy where you couldn't have your phone on, I would go there. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that. Well, first of all, the pub closest to my house. If you go far enough into it, there's no co- very bad coverage. Right. You just get edge. I think. Okay. So you can't really use, there's no internet really then, it's too slow and people can't send you iMessages or WhatsApp. isn't it? And yeah, and you know, you, you move towards a certain area then suddenly your phone kicks into life. But, I came very close to last week in a restaurant actually getting up and saying to somebody, you wouldn't turn that off, would you? We're actually paying to be here to have food. This woman was having a full-on conversation oh, no. No, no, no. With the person at the other end of the phone on speaker. On speaker? On speaker. Now, wow. the part of the restaurant we were in was up a few steps. It was kind of a separate-ish area. That's ridiculous. Like where they put when they're too busy. So there was maybe five other tables. It wasn't jammers. The music wasn't too loud. It was still quiet enough. I mean, you wouldn't be raising your voice because <sighs> people could hear the conversation. I swear to God. And I stared and stared at this woman, hoping I'd catch her eye. There was a guy opposite me, I could see him, he was starting to get really annoyed by it. That it, is very... I'm annoyed I wasn't even there. The height of bad manners. Now, I've noticed the thing on public transport, and it happened on the Dart a few months ago, and I was on the Dart, and I was going from, I think from... I don't know, from Southside anyway, it was, it was about ten stops. Mm. More actually, it was more stops. And there was a girl, and she was having this big loud conversation and I couldn't see where she was but I could hear her mm. but I couldn't hear anyone responding to her so she was like yeah and another thing I went to yeah and I went to the shop and I got the thing and I go uh, why would you are you going tonight yeah yeah <laughs> and then I saw her getting off the thing 
she was she had her headphones in. She was having a co- full on shouting conversation wow. down her phone, but she wasn't even talking. So well, imagine you couldn't hear the other person. I could hear but both. She, but she's shouting. Get get. I know. Somebody I know, rings I me know, on the dart, right? If so, or in a shop, I'm. Like, Can I ring you back? I'm, I'm on the train. I'll ring you back. <laughs> yeah. That's what I. Because I'm a decent human being. What are you doing? Ringing me? Just text. You don't freak. be screaming on the trains yeah, and, and the woman, buses. This woman's phone rang again. I don't know if it's the same person ringing her again or somebody else. It was literally a minute apart, and she did it again, but it was a much shorter conversation. Oh, man. But I swear to God, I, re- I was so close just with kids well, and all the restaurant should ask you to shut up I was going to, I was That's like should cool. I ask some of the, one of the wait staff to just say look we wouldn't tell a woman to turn her phone like I, I've never seen someone on speakerphone in a restaurant and you know what even people on the phone if they're not that loud I don't really care but I know a lot of people use speakerphone now because they're not holding it up to their face or stuff whatever but come on now I was in a doctor's waiting room and uh, there's a woman and she's on her phone so it's me and her in the waiting room and she's again got the headphones in and she's d- using the, the waiting room like her office. Mm. So she's ringing people. Are you going to the thing tonight, Jay? I'm going, we're going to a like, do you know a nice restaurant? All that kind of stuff. Mm. And she kept doing it. She rang everybody. In the course of that time, she read out her, her credit card number, her expiry date, her pin thing at the back. Yeah. Uh, I knew where she lived. I knew where she worked. I knew where she was going that night. I knew who she was going with. <laughs> I knew everything about her. Talk about, apart from her being, you know, a bit rude, she gave away every bit of information. Yeah. If I'd have been a weirdo, I could have known everything. I would have known when her house was empty, the whole lot. Crazy. Well, look, let's draw the line of speakerphones conversation, please. And uh, That is ridiculous. That rest, that hotel in Donegal, should you want to go there. She's lucky her phone wasn't lumped into a jug of water. <laughs> Back in a second. It's like, do you know Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Nobby? Yes. So you know when they have the three stones? Yeah. Each stone... Itself, you say val- stool or stones? Stones, right? Or stool. Each stone itself is very valuable, but you put all the stones together, yeah. and it turns into a most precious and magical act, and that is what is happening with Westlife. You get the four of them together, and Croke Park starts knocking on the door, and a boulder starts rolling. That can't be stopped. Nothing can stop them now. It's happening. Terms and conditions apply. Subject to license. Westlife are back. And unlike Indiana Jones, they can fly without wings. <laughs> they can. And we can speak to 50% of Westlife. Well, I, with 25%, I know definitely, because Nikki's there. Morning, Nikki. Morning, everybody. How's it going? Morning, I, how that works, Andrew. Yeah, well, you're, th- you're more 30%, Nikki, wouldn't you be? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've noticed 25%. Uh, the time never goes. I love it. I love it. Here we go. Is Keen there as well? Kane and Nikki from 50%. Westlife, half of Westlife. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you, lads? I am so excited to be back on the Strawberry Alarm. I've not been allowed on for so many years. It's great. Well, it's, it's, on, it's good to have you on. You know, a proper yeah. show. Yeah. Well, we, we we taught you everything you know. Anyway, so we're okay with it. You gave me wings and I flew. That, that's what happened, isn't it? Now, lads, many years ago, Ed Sheeran was on the Strawberry Alarm Clock, and he was chatting to us about one of his favourite albums, and uh, it was one of your albums. And uh, he even did a jingle for us in the style of a Westlife song. Yeah. You know, we've heard that jingle. It's pretty incredible, actually. <laughs> yeah. And we—he's genu—he's genuinely a massive Westlife fan from back in the day, and now it's come full circle because you've worked with him. 
Yeah, yeah we have. Um, our first single, Hello My Love, uh, which I'm sure you guys are about to play, um, is out. And it's a song written by Ed Sheeran and Steve Mack. Um, Steve yeah. Mack wrote a lot of Westlife stuff, uh, Fly Without Wings, Swear It Again, World of Our Own, you know, um, produced You Raise Me Up and loads and loads and loads of other songs for Westlife over the years. But um, yeah, so the two of them got together and they wrote a little song called Shape of You. I don't know if you've ever heard that song. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> after that, they were in studio and Ed came in one day and he was like look you know I'm with Mr. Westlife uh, I need to write a Westlife song let's write some Westlife songs and they wrote a few songs and Hello My Love is one of them uh, along with some other songs that we've got coming kind of as the second and third single and um you know, that, that, that's the story. Um, before we even knew that it was happening, Ed Sheeran was writing songs for us. Wow. So you, you, it'd, be help, it'd be a help to get back together. It's like, come on, Ed Sheeran's written a song. Everyone wants this. Let's do it. But it's, it's crazy as well, though, that when we, when we actually sat down, uh, I met up again and said, like, like are we going to do it again? Are we going to do like, a big, obviously, comeback, nostalgia tour? Or do we want to try and make current music that can fit in in stage charts and get radio play and all that sort of stuff. And we all sat down and said, look, if we're going to do that, we need Steve Mack back and we need currently Ed Sheeran. And, and not I remember, you know, hearing that jingle and I remember emailing you and saying, can you, can you still have that? Because I wanted to play it to the lads yeah. uh, where Ed does that jingle and he sings. I think it's one of the wings singing and he changed the lyrics to him um, listening to his Unbreakable C, Westlife CD. And, and I, you know, played the lads as, look, Ed's band, what, what was happening, and we didn't know, was that Ed had already said to Steve, look, I'd love to write a Westlife track. So between the Jigs and the Reels, we got together, we recorded three of their songs that they've written, and uh, the first one being Hello My Love, which is the new single, so it's uh, exciting times. Now, at the start of this jingle, Ed does say something about our show. Everybody's listening to the story. So that, that bit must have hurt, was it? did it? <laughs> <laughs> Like, did, did, he, did he have to actually have a chat to you guys? I can, I can throw one back at you. You know, three quarters of the country don't have a clue who you are. Oh! Oh! oh. Yeah, I'm listening to myself in my comment last It's the quarter of the counts that we're yeah. interested in. But you still want to be in the show, though. Uh, so, did Ed get in touch with you guys to say, are you all right with me doing this? Or how did that, we just kind of told, hey, Ed wants to do stuff. Like, Did, did you actually have direct conversations with him? No, we have. I have. We haven't met him. Actually, Max met him. I haven't met him. Okay. He's not met him, and he's not met him. Oh, he so really? But he, he genuinely is a massive fan. He really is. Yeah, no, he is, and, and even Steve Max, the producer, obviously we know well, um, and we're recording the track. Like he's talking us through the um, the actual process, and he says, you know, Ed is just so talented, and he, like he literally is writing four or five songs a day, and yeah, when you're walking with him in, in session, he just doesn't stop. He's literally a hit machine. And on that particular week that he was in, uh, Ed was going in a bit like, you know, we're talking about the final wing single. He, he'd gone in to Steve and said, Steve, you know, I learned to play the guitar, you know, the flying without wings. I want to I wanna write a Westlife track today. He was a bit, uh, you know, taken aback because obviously we went around and said, yeah, of course, look, uh, let's do it. And, uh, and that's really how it happened. Um, and then it came through management and record labels that we heard uh, the songs and obviously sent to us. But... I think when it goes to uh, when it when it comes to us meeting Ed, I think uh, it's show business, so we we like to kind of ramp it up a little bit. And I think he's got to fly us on his private jet to Vegas for the weekend. So I think that's the plan. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Very good. <laughs> so uh, I presume you guys weren't surprised to the re- to the reaction to the gigs, the 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 amount of tickets he sold and stuff, or were you? I, I don't know. 
you know, it, I think no matter what you do, um, obviously you have eight years of a break, seven years of a break away from, from being a member of a band, and then that band decides to get back together and, you know, put it on something as massive as Crow Park. You know, we, we weren't sure. We were like, you know, I mean, the promoters had a lot of faith in it, and, you know, the likes of Louis Walsh and all these people in the industry were like, no, it's going to do great. But, you know, we were still nervous. We were still very, very anxious to see, you know, just how great was it going to do? Were we going to sell... You know, fifteen thousand tickets, twenty thousand tickets. We, we, you know, we didn't have this expectation of like selling out in a matter of minutes, and then all of a sudden you put on a second one, and that one was completely sold out by the end of the first day. It was. We were really taken back by it. You know, it was an incredible kind of like day for us. I mean, that day that that, that we put Crow Park on sale, and by the time we went to bed that night, we were told that both of them were sold out. I mean, you know, we were genuinely blown away by that and shocked was probably an understatement you know because it was a shock we didn't expect for there to be that much love for for Westlife you know straight off the bat um, you know we, we were hoping that we that we would get there but we thought we might have to build on it and you know have new music out and get everybody reignited and get everybody listening to Westlife again but to, to kind of have it done that fast it was pretty incredible and you must be delighted that people have stopped asking you are you getting back together now because like, that question is, is gone <laughs> it must have been wrecked for eight years when are you getting back together yeah, but the next question now, I guess, is when you stand up again, lads. That'll be the one. <laughs> That'll come next. And, and I don't, uh, Nicky, are you the busiest in the band now? Because you went off and got real jobs and you're doing Dance with the Stars and we've heard you do a bit of radio, haven't heard any of that. Uh, like, <laughs> how, do you, how do you fit it all in? And then you got kids and you got wives and... Wives? Well, <laughs> collectively. <laughs> all right. I, don't have, I just have the one. So just I the one. one wife, but it must be tough. I mean, like, it must be, you must be flat out at the moment. Yeah, it's busy. But look, we're all busy. We've all got different things going on. We're all, there's nine kids between four of us. Um, you know, we've obviously got the radio and, and dance and kicked off last Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, I'm juggling a lot of balls, as they say, yeah. uh, at the minute. But uh, it's all good. You know, it's um, it's busy. Um, but, you know, I think if the Westlife thing starts to take hold, obviously, I'll have, you know, one something will have to give for a certain amount of time. Uh, I, I probably will take a break from the radio for a while and... And, uh, and and kind of get back in fully into Westlife and and uh, you know we've got to prepare for the tour, do the tour, and then we've an album out at the end of the year, and we've only recorded three of those songs, so we've got an album to record as well. Uh, and then there's already you know kind of talks from different international markets to go tour there, whether it's China, Asia, New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, all those places that I'm looking to see can we do. And again, it, it goes back to the first conversation. You know, what do we want from this? Do we want to just, you know, do it? Was it ever a, a, a cash and grab and then run away, you know, for a couple of months? It wasn't really that. It was really about, actually, lads, seven, eight years on, can we, can we you know, compete in the current market? And we're, we're actually learning, if I'm honest, uh, lads, because can't, we don't even know how the stats work anymore. It used to be sales, then it changed into something else. Now it's streaming and, and sales and Spotify and Airplay. And everything has to go with those things, so... You know, our chart and our single down now, but it probably will go in at number 502. Know what I mean? So, um, we're, we're kind of learning as we're going. Okay. Right, I'd say it'll do a little bit better than that. I have a funny I feeling. I think it'll be all right. <laughs> I have a funny Two feeling. Crow, Crow Parks would kind yeah. of suggest that. <laughs> well, lads, uh, best of luck with it all. Um, it's good to have you back. Welcome we back. will play your new song now for everybody. Hello, my love. How are you? Is what it's called. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Cash and Grab would be a great name for the album, how actually. How are you? Yeah, the Dublin version. The, the Nicky version is how are you? How are you, darling? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, when you're back together, fully formed, and you want to come in, you're all welcome. Even you, Keen. <laughs> Good luck, lads. Cheers, guys. Where are you again, lads? I don't know that part of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. There's uh, Nikki and uh, Keen. Uh, Hello, my love is the new song from Westlife. This is it. It's out this morning. It's F104. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.